Good evening, high school football fans. This is High School Football America for November 19th, 2015. I'm Jeff Fisher, host of the show and founder and editor-in-chief of High School Football America and HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Welcome to the holiday season, our last show before the Thanksgiving holiday weekend, and uh, we will not be on the air next week, so we'll talk a little Turkey Day football here on the show tonight, plus plenty of championship medals being handed out Again this weekend as we climb closer and closer. We're about a month away, believe it or not, uh, from the end of the 2000 high school football season. Where did the time go? (laughs) Not quite sure. Before we kick the show off tonight, let's uh, bring in our partners here as uh, we've got a great uh, group that have been behind us all year long and will continue into the offseason beginning with USA Today High School Sports. Uh, Check out the Super 25 from USA Today High School Sports at usatodayhss.com. Also going to have some great uh, audio coming your way toward the end of the season as they crown their national champion and uh, their Players of the Year and also their uh, All-America team. Of course, High School Football America, the top 25. We beat everybody to the market, to the market, every Sunday. And I'll tell you what. I don't want to say everybody's following us, but uh, it sure looks like our algorithm is spot on. The Allen Eagles still number one in the land. Uh, Lots of changes this past week, though, because we did have a couple of upsets. Uh, It is hard to win a state championship. And uh, number five, Ulysses Trinity from Texas, and number 10, South Panola, both going down in the first round of the playoffs. But I got off on a tangent there. Let's get back to our partners. Uh, If you want to check out all the scores from this weekend, and there will be a ton of them, including uh, some going on right now, state championship games being played uh, in the states of Wisconsin and Iowa. You can uh, check out our state-by-state and top 25 scoreboards powered by ScoreStream at HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. ScoreStream, really cool app. When you're out at a game this weekend, why not join in in the fun and score along? Let the nation know how your favorite team is doing. Uh, you can get the uh, ScoreStream app at, uh, in the iTunes Store, Google Play, or you can learn more by going to ScoreStream.com. Also brought to you tonight by uh, Great Technology, Uh, two great technologies, a crossover. Get your breakdown of game film. It's never too late to get on board uh, this year with uh, crossover because they also do basketball, but for football, they'll break down, give you the down and distance, tendencies, everything you need, all that time that you spend in, well, wherever you do it, whether it's in the uh, in the locker room, in your coach's room, or at home in front of the TV, ignoring the family, you'll get all that time saved by uh, learning about Crossover. Get a free five-minute demo going to crossover.com forward slash football. That's Crossover with a K. You can also get to the uh, five-minute free dem- demo by clicking on their banner ad on the homepage of High School Football America. Also uh, brought to you tonight by Echo 1612. Hey, you know what? Everybody that I've been seeing using this is doing great and loving it. Echo 1612, instant replay on your sidelines eight seconds after the play ends. Show and tell, folks. You used to have to tell kids what they did wrong. They missed the block. They didn't hit the right gap. Whatever it may be. Um, Echo, you can show it to them right on the iPad on the score pad on the, uh, the the sideline right there. Learn more by going to echo1612.com, and you can also get there by going to highschoolfootballamerica.com and clicking on the banner ad. And also brought to you tonight by the good folks at Southern Sport, the makers of the Debris Inhibitor Razor, the TDI Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, TDIRazor.com. Twenty-three great colors, a great spat that keeps those pesky rubber pellets from field turf out of your shoes. And there's been a lot of conversation. Lately, uh, NBC News uh, doing several reports on um, possibly some problems with um, with the field pellets that are in field turf. And, uh, you know, aside from the fact they get all over the place, uh, they've had a large number of uh, especially females, uh, girls playing soccer that have uh, they have cancer right now and there's uh, they're trying to get the EPA to look at this and say is it unsafe the bottom line is you don't need those pellets strewn all over the place I had some in my house I was just cleaning the floor a few seconds ago and I found two of two of them laying there they get everywhere they get in your shoes the debris inhibitor razor will keep 
those pellets out of your shoes, give you the great look of spatting without that high cost of tape at $4 a roll. Coaches, you know how expensive it is to uh, spat. So uh, check them out at TDIRazor.com. Use the code HSFA to get a discount on your order, a 20% discount on your order. All right, well, as we said right at the top of the show a couple of minutes ago, um, we will not be doing a uh, show next week. We will uh, be talking some Turkey Day football, one of my favorite days of the year for high school football. There's nothing better than going to a high school football game in the morning on Thanksgiving morning and then um, then coming home and eating some turkey with that. And there's some great matchups around the country. Uh, my favorite, the Easton Phillipsburg game from my hometown in the Lehigh Valley, a school from New Jersey, a school from Pennsylvania, separated by the Delaware River. And we're going to talk to Ryan Dietz, the head coach at Phillipsburg the winningest high school football program in the state of New Jersey. And Ryan's a good guy. He's uh, He's been very successful. Phillipsburg, or Peaburg as it's uh, known back in the uh, in the hometown there, is uh, going after its third straight sectional title in New Jersey. As most of you know, New Jersey does not crown an overall state champion. They have, I don't know, about 130 section, section champions. No, I know it's not that. It's a little less than 30. But anyway, Ryan Dietz will join us to talk about his program, uh, the Easton Phillipsburg matchup, or if you're there and you're from Phillipsburg, it's the Phillipsburg Easton matchup. And uh, what's neat about Ryan is, aside from being a great young coach, he uh, also uh, finds time away from the X's and O's. And we know football is a year-round sport now for coaches. Finds time to uh, coach his uh, son and daughter in uh, in soccer and basketball. A well-rounded guy with a great program there from a great football community. Ryan Dietz on the show tonight. We're also going to talk a little bit about. Uh, some of the other great Thanksgiving Day matchups in the next section, including uh, four big games at Fenway Park uh, over Thanksgiving. Uh, they'll have two on Thanksgiving Eve and then two on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, that's just such a cool thing. They haven't played football, high school football, at uh, Fenway Park, home of the Boston Red Sox, since uh, the, the 1930s, I believe. And uh, it's coming back. Uh, also, uh, BC hosting Notre Dame. I saw a couple of pictures of some video of the transformation of Fenway from uh, the iconic baseball green cathedral that it is into a high school football field or a football field in general uh, running from home plate to right field. Looks really, really cool. Uh, so we're going to talk about Thanksgiving Day football since we won't be on the show. Uh, we won't be on the air next week with the show. We will return the following Thursday. Here at the top, though, let's talk a little state championship football. Uh, if you go to highschoolfootballamerica.com, we have put up a uh, championships page, a champions page, excuse me, with all of the champions being listed as they uh, win their titles this year. Uh, uh, championship trophies being handed out last week in, in quite a few states, Minnesota, North Dakota, uh, South Dakota. A couple of the championships were played on in Utah. The, the, the rest of the championships will be played this weekend, uh, so you'll be able to check out that list as it will be a growing and growing list. Uh, this weekend we have championship games coming up. Uh, well, first off, in Alabama, the Alabama Independent School Association will play its three championship games that you can read about on highschoolfootballamerica.com. We, by the way, have a state-by-state -state section for news. So if you're an Alabama fan or a Michigan fan or whatever state you enjoy your football from, just go to uh, the news tab and it will give you a state-by-state -state breakdown. But uh, the Alabama, uh, Alabama Independent School Association playing its championship games at Troy University this weekend. Idaho playing its state title games. Iowa uh, they are playing uh, today and tomorrow, so they're handing out gold medals there. Maine going to crown its champions. Montana, New Hampshire, New Mexico handing out its eight-man championship. It did its uh, six-man championship last week. We mentioned Utah already. Wisconsin playing today and tomorrow at the University of Wisconsin, so gold medals being handed out there. Great game in the D.C. area. The Washington Catholic Athletic Association, the conference there, uh, handing out its gold medal as DeMatha, nationally ranked DeMatha, which uh, climbed to number 13 this week in the uh, High School Football America Top 25. They, uh, they bounced all the way from number 18 to 13. Going to take on good counsel. Good uh, rivalry there during the regular season and uh, 
Several years in a row, those two have met again for the championship. Good counsel, a great program. They began the year, remember, uh, ranked number 16 in the High School Football America Top 25. So uh, don't be surprised if they uh, can jack the Jags, but you never know, or the Stags, excuse me. Uh, you know, DeMatha with another impressive win could move up. There's plenty of time left to win a mythical national championship. And on the back end of the show, we'll uh, take a look at where the Top 25 plays this weekend and what the national championship chase looks like like everybody gunning for Allen, the Allen Eagles from Texas, looking for their fourth straight mythical national championship. I know that some of the other ranking services, and I respect them all, have not, uh, other than last year, a couple crowned Allen the national champion. I'm sorry, folks. You win 54 straight, which is what Allen has done, <laughs> and you've won three straight Texas state titles in the biggest classification. Uh, you got to be number one, and our algorithm has proved that out, and they have a big game this weekend against DeSoto. A 9 o'clock start tomorrow night at AT&T Stadium. Jerry's World there. Uh, if you haven't followed Allen and DeSoto, we'll talk about that on the back end of the show. They've met three straight years. This will be the fourth in the postseason, uh, twice in the state semifinals, and Allen has gotten the best of them each and every time. So that's going to come on the, uh, the back end of the show as we'll take a look at the top 25. We're going to take our first break and hear from all of our sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Ryan Dietz. We're going to talk some Turkey Day high school football, a tradition that's really from the Northeast, there are a couple of games around the country that are played, uh, one in uh, Missouri, uh, I guess some in Northern California, but it's a Northeast tradition. They love to play Turkey Day football in Massachusetts, Rhode Island, uh, Connecticut, uh, Pennsylvania, New Jersey. Nothing beats it. They're rivalry games that go on for hundreds of years in some cases. So we're going to talk about that when we come back. You're listening to High School Football America. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes, the future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, 
And for that extra Bigfoot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the debris inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's Game Film Breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K.com forward slash football. USA Today High School Sports is America's leading platform for high school football. The Super 25 team rankings and expert American Family Insurance All-USA list have been determining the best of the best nationally and locally for more than three decades. Be sure to check out usatodayhss.com, the best in the game for everything high school football. Welcome back to High School Football America, the uh, the final show before we take our holiday break over the Thanksgiving weekend. We hope everybody has a, a safe and happy Thanksgiving holiday weekend. Again, state championship medals being handed out throughout this weekend. Make sure you uh, stay with High School Football America for all of the scores. Uh, we've got them all powered, uh, all the scoreboards, state by state and top 25 powered by ScoreStream. So go to highschoolfootballamerica.com throughout the weekend. Uh, games going on tonight in uh, championship games going on tonight in Iowa and Wisconsin. We've got some good previews too, by the way, if you go to... Um, High School Football America and check out the state-by-state -state sections. Uh, Thanksgiving Day football, one of my favorite things in the world. Trish Hoffman and I, uh, I'm trying to remember if it was 2009 or 10, but we uh, we checked out the, the first ever high school football game, which is now a, a rivalry game played on Thanksgiving. It's obviously a rivalry game. Uh, Norwich Free Academy out of Norwich, Connecticut, and New London High School. So it's a, a private school versus a public school, and we had the, uh, the opportunity and the fun to check that out. Uh, that game was played at Norwich Free Academy in Norwich, Connecticut. Uh, New London right along the uh, coastline there in Connecticut. Uh, one of the great uh, Thanksgiving day games that uh, that are out there and it, it, it's almost beyond description when a, a whole community stops while the cookie the turkey is cooking and they they head out to a high school football game in just a little bit here we're going to bring in Ryan Dietz uh, who is the uh, head coach of Phillipsburg High School in New Jersey uh, that Phillipsburg Easton game that is played on Thanksgiving to me is the quintessential game because it's actually appeared on ESPN twice uh, Phillipsburg is in New Jersey Pennsylvania uh, Easton is in Pennsylvania. They're separated by the Delaware River. It's battle, uh, the Battle of the, the Forks of the Delaware. It's where the Delaware River and the, the, the Lehigh come together. That's why they call it a fork. There's no fork, actually, in the road there. It's just uh, where, the, uh, where the rivers come together. It's a, a, an old part of America. The Declaration of Independence was read in Easton. Uh, it was the third place it was ever read, and it's a great football rivalry. We're going to talk about that in a second, but uh, there's some other cool stuff going on this year. And, and most of the games, as I said in the last segment, are in the Northeast uh, in, in, in those traditional, you know, where the Pilgrims landed up in Massachusetts. Uh, then you've got Connecticut, Rhode Island, uh, all some, some great games there. And uh, this year, to make a little more special in Massachusetts, where uh, they, they do know how to play Thanksgiving Day football. There's no doubt about it. It's really where it began. Uh, Wellesley and Needham 
and uh, Boston Latin and Boston English, and, and, and a couple of other games will be played at Fenway Park. Yeah, four Turkey Day Classics will be played there over the Thanksgiving holiday weekend. Uh, these are uh, uh, the games that will be played there, some of the uh, longest and most heated rivalries played in Thanksgiving. I mean, it is, a, it is you know, when you say, hey, you throw out the records, that is the case in, in all of these games in Fenway Park. I can't think of a better place to... Uh, play a high school football game on, on Thanksgiving. I, I mentioned in the first segment that I thought it was the 30s. It was 1935, the last time that high school football was played at Fenway Park. Uh, they were commonplace in the early uh, 20th century, and the park even hosted uh, a high school national championship game in 1912 when Massachusetts Everett High School uh, beat Oak Park from Illinois. So uh, some, some tradition there uh, beyond the Red Sox at the iconic uh, baseball Green Cathedral, uh, mentioned Wellesley and Needham, uh, kind of the granddaddy of Turkey Day games, squaring off for the 128th time on Turkey Day at, uh, at Fenway. The Wellesley-Needham game, which began in 1882, is the oldest public school rivalry in the country. Wellesley holding an edge coming into uh, this year's game. 60 wins, 58 losses, uh, and uh, nine ties. So Wellesley leads Needham 60 to 58 in the victories and nine ties in that series. And, and speaking of long-running rivalries, also on Thanksgiving, Boston English will face Boston Latin. These two have met every year since 1887, making it the oldest continuously played rivalry in America. Latin holding a huge edge in the series, 78 wins to English's 36. There have been three ties. Normally the game played at Harvard Stadium, which is a pretty darn cool place as well. If you've never been to Harvard's football stadium, you need to go there. It's uh, the concrete. It's, it's just old school um, you know, football. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm thinking Leatherheads, the old uh, the, the George Clooney movie. I think that was shot actually at, uh, at Harvard Stadium. Uh, did a game there with, uh, when Lehigh University played there. Great, great facility. Uh, the Thanksgiving Day appetizer, because those two will be uh, playing on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, Thanksgiving Eve, two games. Uh, Xavierin taking on St. John's Prep, a great football program there. Uh, Zabrin leading the overall series 26-20. The other game will feature Boston College High facing Catholic Memorial. BC leads that series 36-16 with uh, one tie in it. There's, there's a whole lot of Turkey Day games up in that area. Uh, and I, I'll just go and, and kind of read down a, a couple of them. Um, uh, the uh, the oldest continually football-played rivalry in the nation is Milton Academy taking on Noble and uh, Greenhouse School. Uh, on Thanksgiving Day, uh, you've got St. Mark's from uh, Southborough, Massachusetts, taking on the Groton School from Massachusetts. Um, I want to just keep on going through here some of the, the games that I jotted down that are uh, you know just great Thanksgiving Day games that uh, you know, in New York City. Uh, I know we, we're talking a lot of Massachusetts there. New York City, uh, the oldest city rivalry is played on Thanksgiving Day game, Fordham Prep and Xavier High School. Uh, some other Thanksgiving Day games in Massachusetts, Winchester and Woburn Memorial, uh, the second oldest rivalry in the state uh, when it comes to Thanksgiving football, Beverly and Salem. Yes, yeah, Salem, where they burned the witches. Uh, that's, a, that's a great rivalry there. Another uh, Thanksgiving Day rivalry is uh, Newbury Port and uh, Amesbury High School. And uh, just, just some really, really... Um, traditional rivalries. If you're up in the Northeast, uh, you need to check out even if you go for a half, go check out some of these games. It's really, really cool. Now, uh, let's get ready for our first guest by talking about his uh, Thanksgiving Day rivalry game against Easton. He's the head coach of Phillipsburg High School. His name is Ryan Dietz. Uh, took over the program in 2011 last year. Phillipsburg won its second straight sectional title in New Jersey. Again, if you're not familiar, New Jersey does not crown an overall state champion. They uh, they have sectional champions, and uh, Phillipsburg is the winningest program all time in the state of New Jersey. They'll be going for their third straight as uh, they will uh, be playing Colonia uh, this uh, this Friday. And then the Thanksgiving Day game, obviously, is on Thursday. Peaberg is 8-1. and one. Peaberg is the way they shorten Phillipsburg. And Easton from Pennsylvania is 8-3. and three. What makes this game 
Interesting, aside from the fact that it's played at Lafayette College, 15,000 people there for it. It's been on ESPN twice. Uh, and, and Easton, by the way, leads the series 61 victories to 42 for Phillipsburg with five ties. Phillipsburg won last year for the first time since 2010. But what makes it interesting, and it doesn't happen with Phillipsburg anymore because New Jersey changed its playoff um, setup, but in the case of Easton, uh, they possibly will have to play three games in the matter of nine days. Three games in nine days. And the reason for that is Easton will play Parkland tonight in the districts. Uh, the district finals are set for next Saturday. Uh, if Phillips, if Easton wins this Friday, it will then play Phillipsburg on Thursday. And then on Saturday, they will play two days later for a state championship, which advances them in the state tournament in, in Pennsylvania. It, they've done it before. I've, I've been there, and I've watched them do it. It's hard. Uh, I mean, think about it. I mean, uh, three games in nine days. Uh, it doesn't matter what level you're talking about. If you're talking about that being at the NFL, NFL level, I don't even think they could do it. I, I definitely don't think they could do it at the co college level. And what makes it really interesting, and we'll talk to Ryan about that in a second, is uh, there are a lot of people in the communities that just say, well, well, let's let's play the JVs in Thanksgiving on the Thanksgiving Day game and be healthy for the state championship game. And Peberg used to face the same dilemma of, you know, do you cancel the game? That will never, ever happen. And they always have their first stringers in there. It makes for a, a great scene on Thanksgiving Day. And uh, anyway, Ryan Dietz is the uh, head coach of that program. Uh, a cool guy, too. A, a lot of pressure on high school football coaches uh, nowadays. And uh, Ryan is, uh, you know, trying to balance the life of a dad. And he takes time to uh, coach his, uh, his kids in their youth, uh, soccer and, and basketball, and we'll talk about uh, that during the interview. So let's now uh, bring into the show Ryan Dietz. Welcome to the show, Coach. Hey, thanks for having me. I really look forward to talking to you today. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, and, and, and this is a national show, but uh, you, you know you're, you're from that area, and I am, when you say Peberg. That's, that's, that's short for Phillipsburg. Let's, let's get into it. Uh, you've been doing this now for five years at a program very good. You took over for Bob Stem, a legendary coach there in New Jersey and also in Pennsylvania when he was there. Tell me a little bit about, uh, uh, and you've had success, tell me a little bit about five years now removed from taking a very pressurized job. Uh, what are some of the things you've done to make it your own program and put your own Ryan Deet stamp on it? I think one of the things, you know, growing up in Phillipsburg and being, being a Phillipsburg native myself, you know, I know how important in the tradition in the town is with our football team here. So, I, you know, I had been coaching in the program for a variety of years before I was hired as a head coach. So I was acclimated pretty well, and I was able to coach under a great man named Phil Rom. And one of the biggest things we had always preached there was family. So we try to create an atmosphere with our kids, you know, because there's a lot of pressure not only on the players but on the coaches to succeed on a week-in, week-out basis, especially in November. So um, our guys understand, you know, these pressures, and I think the fact that they have teammates that they can rely on and, and that we've created this kind of atmosphere gives them gives them an opportunity to sort of relax and understand that someone's got their back. And, and as, as tough as we might coach them at times, you know, they, they do have guys who understand what it's like to, to – to, to have these expectations in a program like ours. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you, boy, you just flashed me back there. Phil Rahm, I think, of uh, Bruce Smith. I mentioned Bob Stem. Uh, what, what, you know, obviously wins make coaches look really, really great, but you've had a litany of great coaches there. And I know you played at the, the local Catholic school when you were in high school. But, but what makes the coaches that come through the doors, and I'm not just talking about the head coaches, but the coaches there on the field, what makes them so good and, and, and what makes them buy into what's the, the Phillipsburg program? I just think, you know, in our town, the kids are just acclimated to it at such a young age. You know, they just, in the feeder programs here and going to the games here, you know, it's just something that they're, they've always been so used to. And, and, you know, the majority of the staff, I'm, I have the luxury of having about 20 some coaches on the staff, you know, and most of those coaches have either played here when I was here, coached here before I was here, or I coached and now are back here helping us out. So when you have that kind of pipeline, you know, it makes your job a lot easier, and the coaches understand the expectations, and it filters right down to the kids. Talking with Ryan Dietz tonight, head coach at Phillipsburg High School in New Jersey. The state's uh, winning his football program there. They do it the right way. It's a it's a great atmosphere, um, atmosphere at Maloney Field, the Maloney Stadium there, uh, right off Route 22. I I, I can still see the lights uh, as a kid. I I was I think I was at my first game there in 1974. Let's um let's talk a little bit about this year's program again. As I mentioned, I think you're number 10 uh, in the 
in the latest uh, Star Ledger rankings, and and certainly you know the playoffs are there. You've got that uh, little old Turkey Day game against Easton, but uh, tell us a little bit about the program this year and and this team you have, and and how good you think they are, and can they make another run deep into the playoffs? Well, you know, we, I think we got a great team. You know, we lost a lot of talented players last year. We had 28 seniors that we graduated from our program last year, and of those 28, a variety of them went off to play um, Division One AA, Division Two, II, Division Three football. So we were really, really excited um, with that class. And, and I think that, you know, when things turned around maybe three or four years ago, and we started really, really winning. Um, I think it was started with this 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 class now seniors. They were freshmen, and um, I just can't say enough about the leadership on this team. Um, we've had kids that have stepped up. You know, we say a lot of places like to say they just reload. I, I don't know in high school football <laughs> if it's that easy to do. But in Phillipsburg, we've been very, very blessed the last couple of years to be to be able to do that. And you know, finishing this third regular season at seven and one, third straight years, and it's a testament to the hard work of the kids and the dedication of the staff. Talking uh, Peaberg football here, Phillipsburg football, Phillipsburg, Phillipsburg, New Jersey, right on the uh, the border uh, with Pennsylvania. And I mentioned uh, your Thanksgiving Day game against Easton, which, uh, by the way, I I've been to some some good ones up in New England, but it's it's hard to top Easton. Phillipsburg played at uh, uh, Easton's uh, Lafayette uh, College on Thanksgiving Day, and it, it makes for an interesting schedule for you guys at times. Uh, for the listeners out there who who aren't familiar with this, and I don't know why they wouldn't be. All you have to do is watch ESPN. It's been on twice. But uh, describe the, uh, the the Turkey Day battle with your arch rivals there at Easton. I mean, you know, it's just we've been on TV numerous times. Every year, it seems like there's some national syndication that's 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 streaming the game live. Um, we've been in the national rivalry game. We've been in the American rivalry game. You know, we have all these different awards, and in the end. You know, all these different places want to come in, and I think it's wonderful to do that, but it's really just the people in the town that remember the game. You know, it's just, you know, <laughs> you, you don't have an atmosphere like this any other place. There are a lot of tremendous high school rivalries all across the nation. I know they're publicized every year, um, but this is one that you get 20,000 people um, annually to go and see this game at Lafayette College. It's a tremendous atmosphere. And with what Lafayette has done to their facilities over there, it's just so gorgeous, and it creates – it literally is like playing in a bowl game to me because that's how loud it gets in that place. And I think it's just something that our kids, you know, regardless of how your season goes every year, whether you're one and seven or seven and one heading into the game, you know, all the, you know, you can throw everything out the window because if you win that game, you know, it's 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 going to be a great rest of the year. Yeah, fifteen thousand fans there, folks. Uh, it's if you're ever in the Eastern Phillipsburg area for Thanksgiving, your high school football fan, it's a it's a must see situation. You don't see many things like it, that's for sure. And and, and what's happened in the past because uh, both of you, uh, Easton and Phillipsburg, have had such great years. And I should say Phillipsburg Easton, so I don't get in trouble with your <laughs> with your fans there. But anyway, what I was going to say is, you know, because you guys, um, you know, play that game and postseasons have have developed uh, in a different way since when the game was first started back on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, both of you teams have had to play, you know, three games in nine days on a, on a good year. Uh, explain that to the listeners a little bit because, you know, that that's a hard gauntlet to run when you have to do that, but it's all because you won't cancel or postpone or move the Thanksgiving Day game is the best way to describe it. No, you, you can And honestly, the easiest way for me to spend is last year, uh, if Houston had won in districts and beaten Parkland, they would have had to make a decision because the game was postponed last year due to snow on Thanksgiving, and they had to give us two days uh, before they could clear all the snow out of Lafayette. So we played on a Saturday last year for only the third time in the history of the game. And uh, if Easton would have won the weekend before, they would have had to make a serious decision with the next round of playoffs, which would have been against one of the, the Philadelphia teams, and that would have been to have to play on a Sunday or a Friday night and then play us. <laughs> you know, within within those 24 hours, I don't know how that would have worked out. Honestly, uh, thank God we weren't in that situation. Um, but I know one thing that it would have been very, very difficult for them to have canceled the game um, with Phillipsburg. That just that wasn't that wasn't going to be an option. Yeah. So um, how it would have worked out with the PIAA. I have no idea, but I knew we were playing the game that Saturday. Yeah, but and you know what's interesting, and there have been many times, and the discussion has come up through the years since the postseason has kind of expanded in, in both states where um, both teams had games on Saturday. The games played on Thursday, obviously, with Thanksgiving, and there have been suggestions, well, why don't you play your JVs? You know, don't don't get anybody hurt for the, the real game, the playoff game. That's just not the case. That's not even a conversation, right? You kind of put your fingers in your ears. You won't do that. Explain that to the, to uh, the listeners. That's not a conversation. It's just it's not a conversation. It's not something when you're walking through the grocery store. That's the thing you want to see. That's the thing you want to hear from uh, 
some 75 year old woman who's buying some coffee for herself is that you know why the heck we're even playing that game and sit there and get and have a conversation believe me i've had a, a variety of those conversations we have passionate fans around here we have a very passionate community about this game and you have a you have a four day like i said it's almost like a bowling because the four days before that is a, you have uh, events every single day leading up to it i probably have two or three different luncheons that i go to every single year um, and it's just the pageantry and the tradition and the passion, like I said, that you can't, you just can't replicate it anywhere else. You can't. Yeah, no, that's for sure. As a matter of fact, uh, folks uh, listening in, I uh, and I, I don't even know if I told you this, Ryan, but um, uh, you guys, uh, courtesy of Gatorade, had a a series. You were talking about every, you know, everything's come in here. It was called Replay, where you broke the 1993 tie. I think that was in 2008. And the creator of that series, I know out here very well in Southern California, the Replay series. So that's how serious they take it, folks. They played a game 15 years after the fact to break a tie. <laughs> Ryan Dietz is on the line tonight. Uh, Phillipsburg High School football and uh, mentioned that uh, you know Ryan's just not uh, doing the X's and O's and and by the way I, I mean for those of you who don't believe me I say this all the time a high school football coach is no longer you know a four or five month year job it's uh, it, it's 12 months and uh, I, I understand that you're uh, helping out soccer and basketball with your kids uh, you certainly have enough on your plate there at Phillipsburg but tell me about helping the the little kids and specifically your family and how much fun that is for you. Five, nine, and a seven, and a four-year-old, and uh, my wife and I uh, have been involved with St. James. We got married at St. James Parish, and uh, we've been uh, parishioners ever since. And um, once we decided that we were going to send our kids to St. James, uh, we got involved with their CYO program, and uh, we realized how great the, the CYO program is. There's just lots of great people, and there's something to be said with your kid being able to play sports with uh, and their teammates are their classmates. You know, it was the same type of atmosphere I had growing up and going to St. Fulton, St. James, and Phillipsburg. My wife had um, going to Catholic school herself in the Bethlehem area school district. So, you know, we just we just love the atmosphere of it and and the opportunity to be involved in my kids' lives. Uh, you know, I, obviously as a as a high school coach, I just you know, there's lots of time that I wish I could spend with my kids, and uh, I'm not able to based on my based on my commitment to the team and. Um, Sometimes I'm sure that's suffered. You know, my, my family suffered. I know my wife has done a tremendous job picking up the slack from in that capacity, and she is a coaching widow. So um, anytime I can have an opportunity to to be with be with my children in, in, in a capacity like this and teach them the fundamentals of the game and what teamwork's like and how to deal with wins and losses and and adversity, it's, it's, it's an opportunity that I relish. Because I mentioned, you know, football is a year-round sport nowadays, uh, whether it's, you know, the, the, the all-star passing teams, and I won't get into my philosophy on whether I like them or not, but I'll just tell you I don't. But it is year-round. What do you, what's your feeling on, on the, you know, the one-sport athlete versus the well-rounded athlete that plays a couple of sports? I'm not a, I'm not a proponent of it. I'll be the first one to tell you that. Um, and being, I think... You know, if you're at a larger school, like in Eastern, honestly, where they have 3,000 kids and, and, and it's much more difficult, there's so many other students there, and a kid wants to be a one-sport athlete, I can almost maybe understand it at a larger school, but a school like Phillipsburg, you know, we promote our kids that play multiple sports. Um, it's 1,600 kids, and if we don't have our kids involved in other sports, the other programs suffer. It's just the truth. You know, the best athletes need to be involved in the programs for, for teams to be successful, and we know that. So we promote lots of sports. We have um, kids on our team when they're done in the fall, they're wrestlers, they're basketball players, they're winter track in the summer, they're lacrosse, they're baseball, they're spring track, you know, and we understand that, you know, and our weight program revolves around those things, and that's something that we've always promoted here. That's a big part of who we are here at Phillipsburg, and I think that's one of the reasons why we have such great support from our student body and our faculty and the community because they understand that, you know, these kids are involved in so many different things. Yeah, and like you said, it's, it starts at a young age, age with the feeder system. And, and, Ryan, one of the things I wanted to ask you about, and you know, you can't, you know, I was going to say open a newspaper today, but most people read their newspaper on a computer. But you can't open a newspaper today without seeing something about, you know, um, the problems in football with concussions. Um, again, my for those that listen to me know that I'm just all about, you know, education. I, this sport will never go away. It shouldn't go away. It's a great sport. It teaches so much, but because Phillipsburg does have a great football feeder system and, and, and we see what it results in at the top level there at the high school and all that, tell me a little bit about your philosophy on the teaching of the game at the younger level and how we can make it better so that we don't see um, you know, all of these negative things by various groups that really don't understand the sport talking about it. I think the most important thing when you're talking about youth sports is people, coaches especially, and parents who are watching from the sideline. Um, have to take a look at it and say to themselves, you know, this is about the kids. That's number one. That's the priority here. 
It's not about the coach, you know, who wants to play in a championship game, uh, you know, with, with, with some 10th graders. It's not about, you know, it's not about the coach who wants to scream at all the kids because they don't seem to quite grasp what it is he's teaching. You know, it's about the kids and letting them understand what the game's about, teaching the fundamentals and helping them grow as athletes, but also helping them grow as people and understanding what it's like to deal with some adversity, what it's like to um, support teammates, you know, what it's like to work hard, you know, and, and, and if we can do that at a younger level with these kids and, and give them those fundamental values and teach them those fundamental values, you know, they're going to grow up to be really well-rounded athletes. They might not be superstar athletes. Um, some might be, you know, but in the end, they were part of a team. They understand what that was like. And I don't think you can, I don't think you can duplicate something like that. And it happens at such a young age. And if we don't do it when they're younger and you scar a kid because their experience that they went through is, it was something that they, they, they wanted to do when you stop them from playing soccer or football at a young age. You know, you're stuck in that kid's opportunity mm-hmm. to do something great later on, you know? Yeah, absolutely agree with you. Ryan Dietz on the line, head football coach at Phillipsburg and also a, a dad who coaches soccer and, and basketball. And, and let's just, uh, you know, wrap up with a question that's generic about coaching. And I mentioned that, um, you know, it's year round. That's changed the, the, the Phil Roms of the world, the Bruce Smiths of the world. I mean, there's so much pressure on you guys. Uh, and we see more and more that you don't have these coaches that go, you know, 30, 40 years. I mean, and, and, and we can probably both name a lot of those great coaches and all that um what is the future of the coaching profession i mean uh you know what you have to go through you're a young man you're vibrant you got a family i mean do, do you think we're going to see that in the in the future that we're going to have these decades long coaching uh legends out there i think it's really interesting that you say that because i talk with friends of mine all the time uh, about the same exact thing and just say when you see these things like you just you're just not going to have qualified good good people to to run your programs because they're so worried that it's going to affect them and other things in their lives. You know, as much as I love coaching, I have a variety of other things that I'm also involved in. I'm an administrator in my district, and God forbid I'm involved in something in my program that happens on the weekend and I have no real control over besides my kids understanding the difference between right and wrong, and I'm held accountable for that. You know, and Mm -hmm. we see it numerous times nowadays, and I do understand the accountability of things, and that's the number one thing that we try to preach to our kids. But it is... It is a slippery, slippery slope now because there are so many people that are just, uh, you know, just they, they want someone to pay for something. And in the end, you know, the athletes have to understand that they're accountable for what they're doing. And if the coach isn't teaching it the right way, then sure, the coach can be held accountable as well, you know. It is, as you said it best, a slippery slope, but uh, we appreciate uh, each and every coach out there that takes the time to do it. And, and knowing Phillipsburg as well as I do, I, I know what it means to be there. There's a lot of pressure on you, to say the least. You, you've, got, you've got different names other than Ryan that come down out of the stands sometimes. So <laughs> congratulations on the success you've had and, and the, the, the success you've had not only on the field but with student-athletes. So, Ryan, we appreciate you uh, joining us tonight. And uh, I, I, I'll only say this once because... Because I'm going to have to have Shifford on here, but uh, beat Easton, I guess, is the best thing to say when you talk to the Phillipsburg coach. <laughs> Good luck the rest of the way. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Very welcome. That's Ryan Dietz, head coach at Phillipsburg High School in New Jersey. want to remind everyone we were talking about the uh, coaching profession there. The coach's job board is up and running again. It's hot. It's heavy. We've got over 100 openings already listed. And... Uh, if you uh, were with us when we started in January, I think on a regular basis we had three or 400 jobs. I think because we're now starting right at the end of the season, uh, we're going to have upwards of 1,000 jobs on there. If you have an opening on your staff, if you're an administrator, you, you, you're looking for a head coach, please feel free to uh, email me at jeff at highschoolfootballamerica.com to put it up there. Coaches, if you're looking for a new job, it's a real easy job board to use. All you do is go to highschoolfootballamerica.com. On the navigation tab, you'll see Coach's Job Board. Click on it. It'll go and take you right there. You can search by if you're looking for an assistant job, a, a defensive coordinator, OC, uh, you know, head coach, whatever it may be, it's all listed there for you. And you can search by location, meaning state by state or even city. You just put it in. It is the best job board for high school football coaches in the country. We also have coachesjobboard.com that we're revamping, which will be for all other sports. So please check it out. Uh, I know it was very, very popular. We've been getting a lot of people emailing us with uh, coach openings. You get a real specific target, people that read high 
high school football America are generally in that coaching profession. So uh, it's a good way to get uh, the opening out there to people. So make sure you check it out. And don't forget to follow us on uh, Twitter and Facebook. Twitter handle is HSFB America. And Facebook is Facebook.com forward slash High School Football America. Okay, we're going to take a break, come back to wrap up the show. And when we come back, we will take a look at the top 25 championship games being played out there and some big, big matchups this week that will shape the mythical national championship chase. That and more when we come back. You're listening to High School Football America. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes, the future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's instant replay sideline system to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's Game Film Breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K dot com 
forward slash football. USA Today High School Sports is America's leading platform for high school football. The Super 25 team rankings and expert American Family Insurance All-USA list have been determining the best of the best nationally and locally for more than three decades. Be sure to check out USAtodayhss.com, the best in the game for everything high school football. High School Football America winding down here tonight. Again, uh, we won't be on the air next week, but... Uh, back uh, two Thursdays from tonight uh, when we're really down to the nitty-gritty. That's uh, that first weekend in December, a big weekend for handing out championship trophies. Again, keep up with all the scores throughout the weekend in our state-by-state -state scoreboards at highschoolfootballamerica.com and our top 25 scoreboards, which is a good segue into uh, what the weekend looks like. There are some big games, including one in the state of Texas, defending national champ, three-time mythical national champ for High School Football America, the Allen Eagles on a 54-game uh, win streak, and they take on DeSoto. DeSoto began the year uh, preseason ranked number five. Uh, Allen was actually preseason number two. DeSoto, also the Eagles, preseason five, but they had a, uh, uh, a bad start to the season. They played a tough schedule, and they started two and four, but they've been able to uh, kind of right the ship. A lot of talent there. They're now six and five. They will be playing DeSoto, uh, and Allen will be playing at AT&T Stadium, uh, Jerry Jones's world there. What, what a great place to watch any football game. But when Trish and I were there in 2010, that uh, that screen is crazy. It's 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 a cool place to watch a high school football game. And uh, don't be surprised if if that game doesn't have you know 40 plus. 40,000-plus at it. Um, they've met three times in a row in the postseason. Um, last year, it was actually in the second round, and uh, Allen escaped uh, on their way to their third championship. They uh, they needed a field goal as time expired in the regional quarters uh, to beat DeSoto 25-22. The two previous years, they met in the state semis with Allen winning each and every year. Kyler Murray, of course, the uh, great Allen quarterback who's now at Texas A&M, uh, leading the charge last year on the on the rally back. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how that one goes out. I've talked to a lot of people down there, uh, kind of feeling like that Allen has the edge. But, you know, in a, in a situation where a Euless Trinity, the number five team in the country, went down late last week, uh, Cedar Hill, the defending uh, Class 6A Division II champs, going down. Hey, anything's possible at this point in time, so uh, all eyes will be on Texas for that one. Uh, speaking of Texas, uh, Katie makes a pop from 11 to 9 this week. Uh, and, and what you, you got to talk about the defense there for Katie. They have not played the toughest schedule in the country, and that's the one thing that's keeping them out of the top five in our algorithm. But, you know, uh, another shutout victory, 77 nothing over Westside last week. And, uh, you know, they, they've had five shutouts in a row. The, uh, the Tigers on a roll. Cypress Ranch is the opponent tomorrow night. Uh, so, uh, you know, that, that'll be a good one to see how long they can keep rolling along, uh, pitching the shutouts. Uh, the other Texas team in the top 25, uh, Cibolo Steel, uh, is 11-0. They jump from 24 to uh, 20 this week. They've got San Antonio Brennan coming up on Friday night. Uh, let's take a look at uh, where the rest of the top 25 is uh, is playing. Uh, Bishop Gorman, basically, I think they're on cruise control to another state championship. There are some decent teams in Nevada with some good records, but uh, I don't see anybody tripping up the gales. They're number two. They're number one in our composite um, media poll. And they've been there all year, although their lead has shrunk to two points. You can see the uh, media composite poll and the top 25 by going to highschoolfootballamerica.com. Uh, St. John Bosco from out here in Southern California has closed the gap. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I believe that when all is said and done, if, if, if St. John Bosco runs the table uh, which means along the way they're going to have to beat uh, the team that's ranked number four right now, Corona Centennial, in the Pac-5 Finals, and then they would meet um, uh, De La Salle in the, the Open Division Championship game. If they beat both of them, it's going to be hard to keep uh, St. John Bosco off the top of the podium as the number one team in the nation, uh, just based upon uh, strength of schedule. But, you know, obviously as you get deep in the, into the 
the Texas uh, championship round. You get some teams with uh, with good records, so it'll be interesting to see how this all shakes out. St. John Bosco taking on a team uh, from Los Angeles, Loyola, on Friday night. The Braves number three in the rankings. I mentioned Corona Centennial. I'll be checking out the Huskies tomorrow night. They take on a very good Orange Lutheran team, which is 6-5. and five. They've lost at one point to what were the top four teams in the state of California. They lost to uh, Corona Centennial. They lost to uh, De La Salle. They had lost to uh, Modern Day, and they had lost to St. John Bosco. Um, Chuck Peterson, a good friend of the show here, and uh, you know they, they've got that uh, that triple option. You know that that offense is hard to prepare for. Earlier this year, I saw uh, Centennial and Olu battle, and uh, at the half, Olu had him on the ropes, and a couple of calls, you know, in that third quarter could have changed the game around. Uh, Centennial ended up winning. I'm interested to see, especially on Olu's home field, uh, if the playoffs make any difference. That would be a huge upset, but I don't think it would be as big as everybody would think with a 6-5 and five team beating Corona Centennial because, again, Olu has played uh, one of the top five toughest schedules in the nation. Number five, Colquitt County out of Georgia. Uh, they've got Central Gwinnett. Coming up uh, tomorrow night, second round of the Georgia playoffs, the Ohio teams, uh, St. Edward taking on Euclid. That's coming up on Saturday. They're the defending Division I champs. They're number six. IMG Academy. Talk um, from Jim Haley and company at USA Today, our partners at USA Today High School Sports, that they're still trying to get IMG a game. Now, they can't play for a state championship in Florida. They're saying that IMG could play the top-ranked team in Georgia, which right now would be Colquitt County if they run the table, win the championship. But there's a couple of other teams in the national rankings. Grace, and they're not in our rankings, but they're in a lot of uh, the other national polls. Also, uh, Roswell getting a lot of looks. I, I haven't seen them. You know, they haven't played a tough schedule, and their strength of schedule is hurting them. Uh, Grayson is in the uh, the other 25, which is our rankings, uh, 26 through 50. So IMG at number seven, season done, unless they can get one of those championship games in there. De La Salle from California, uh, ranked number eight. Uh, we mentioned Katy, Texas, number nine. Tennis Center Grove, they've got the week off. What a game. I saw that online last week as they beat Avon 35-34 in overtime. Uh, they had the ball in the second overtime second uh avon had the um 34-33 lead, and Eric Moore, who was on the show earlier this year, give him all the credit in the world. The senior said, look, we can punch this in. We can run this in. We can get the two-point conversion. Forget going to a third overtime. Let's go for two and end it, and they did. And now um, Center Grove will take on Penn two weeks uh, from now. Well, not this Friday, the following Friday. Uh, that will be at uh, Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis for the 6A championship in the state of Indiana. Colerain, um, wow, they, they are 11-1. One and, and one of the best teams in the country. I've, I've seen them on tape. Uh, they beat St. X uh, for the second time last week. And uh, right now uh, they've got Elder. Elder is ranked 32 in the nation in our the other 25 on Saturday. Big showdown there. Uh, a Colerain St. Edward game. Wow, how cool would that be in the Division One championship game uh, in, in Ohio? Uh, Mail, the uh, Bulldogs out of Kentucky. Big showdown with Trinity. They've already beaten them once this year. Trinity in the top 50 as well. Mail is number 12. Cruise control with a second win of the year against Manuel last week. They're arch rivals. They stay at 12-13. We mentioned DeMath of the Stags. They are... Um, up five spots from 18. Big game against Good Counsel Saturday for the uh, Washington uh, Catholic Athletic Conference Championship. American Plantation going after its third straight 5A title is number 14 in the state of Florida. Hallandale up this week. That should be a good test for them. Gilman, the season is over for the Maryland team. They are currently number 15. Clay Chalkville, they've had a lot of scares this year, including a uh, second-round close uh, win over Homewood last week, 40-39. They are at 16. They're the defending 6A champs in Alabama. St. Thomas Aquinas, they're starting to catch a little steam after that loss earlier in the year. They jumped from 22 to 17. A big game against Dwyer this week in uh, the Florida playoffs. Uh, number 18 is Maryville out of uh, Tennessee, 12-0. A game against Blackman coming up tomorrow night. The Chandler Wolves, a couple of wins away from defending their Arizona Big School Championship. They've got uh, Desert Ridge coming up uh, on Friday night. We mentioned Cibolo Steel from Texas is number
number 20. LaSalle, number 21 out of Ohio, the defending uh, Division II champs. They're 10-2. and two. They've got Kings on Friday. They were 25 last week, up three spots. A lot of people going, how, how did you move New Jersey's teams in? I didn't move them in. It's not opinion. It's an algorithm. But St. Joseph Regional, Don Bosco Prep, and Bergen Catholic are 22, 23, and 24. Uh, St. Joseph Regional has St. Peter's Prep in the semifinals of the non-public Group 4 championships on Friday night. Uh, If they win, they will get the winner of Bosco and Bergen Catholic. Why, you know, they just beat up on each other. Stop looking at the 7-3 and three records, people, that keep writing me going, why are you doing this? First off, they play one of the toughest schedules in the country outside of the region, and the region is one of the best in the country. So, yeah, there, enough said. And number 25, Mainland, the Buccaneers from Florida. So a great weekend of high school football in the top 25. Uh, check out everything you need to know by coming to highschoolfootballamerica.com throughout the weekend. I want to thank all of our partners on the show. Uh, Echo, echo1612.com, crossover with a K, crossover.com forward slash football for your free demo. Uh, Southern Sports, TDI Razor, the debris inhibitor Razor, that's TDI Razor with a U.com. Put an HSFA, the code, to get a discount on your order. Also brought to you tonight by USA Today High School Sports and by ScoreStream. Check out all the scores throughout the weekend. Again, we got about a month to go in the uh, season, folks, and it's going to be a lot of fun. We will not be on the air next week. Going to be enjoying some turkey, but we will be back uh, two Thursdays from tonight to check out uh, who's left and who's going after that mythical national championship. For now, this is Jeff Fisher saying good night and good sports from Southern California. You've been listening to High School Football America on the Artist First Radio Network.